When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Hello and welcome to episode 100 of Yeah, 100 episodes. 100 episodes. And that's why I gave that special little <coughs> there because it's a, it's a milestone. How are you? That's my kib- Kibley, my cat. Yes, how are you? It is 100 episodes, Kibley. Um, 100 episodes. I started it over 300 years, 300 years ago. Three years ago. Yeah, that's right. And um, um, it's taken me that. It's taken me far too long to get to, to 100. Yes, Kibley. Yeah, that is correct, Kibley. Um, but um, uh, so it's a special episode. So I decided to chat uh, to three guys that I've done double acts with over over the last thirty years. Oh, thirty years! Yeah, I did um, double acts with uh, Paul Tylak, Patrick McDonnell, and Paul Woodfull. Um, and so we had a chat. We all met together and had a good L chat. It's brilliant, actually. So, yeah. So since the last uh, podcast, just briefly, I was in Hong Kong when I did the intro to the last one. And since I got back, myself and Patrick did a, a show in the Dolman Theatre in Carrick Mines. Two nights. In the, and it was really cool. It was great, actually. Uh, we're doing a show called Culture Warriors so there's like stand up and sketches in it it's really good um, we did another night in Sligo in Anderson's a lovely room and I'm going to be doing a few more gigs there a uh, couple couple more over the uh, probably three or four over the rest of the year and then uh, oh, I went down to Cork to City Limits did another gig in Dublin in the oh, that hotel in Ballsbridge whatever it's called the Clayton and then I was up in a Pug Uglies in Belfast. And then myself and Patrick were down in Barrett's Bar in Kalidi in County Cork. That was an amazing gig. Uh, and so uh, that's what I've been at. And then I, when I came back from Hong Kong, I had to get back into doing a long distance run for the marathon. I'm doing a marathon in about four days. Jesus. <laughs> in Connemara. So I I went to do a 20 mile run and uh, I don't know what I did wrong, but I couldn't, you know, 20 miles is a long way anyway to run. It's not like it's easy, but I got 16 miles and uh, I couldn't go any further. I couldn't even, I was feeling all wobbly. I don't know what I did. I think I didn't maybe drink enough water and I think I ate too much as I was running. 
whatever it was maybe it just was a bad day so but that really put me out because I was going oh my god like whatever three weeks away I have to do a marathon I can't even get past 16 miles I was devastated really so um, the plan then was to go for it another a week later so last Monday before last I uh, I did it I went and ran with Frank McCaughey who I'm going to be running with in the marathons we did 20 miles we did 20 miles okay it was tough the last two were really tough and considering that that in the actual marathon marathon there's another six miles to go on top of that it's not easy but anyway I did 20 miles and then yesterday I did a week later which is a week later than that I did 10 and then I'm not doing much this week. I will do two 20-minute runs, maybe. And uh, and then I'll have the marathon. I have to go and do a gig the night before the marathon, though, in Northern Ireland. And then drive to Galway. So I won't have a full night's sleep. So I'm just trying to get loads of sleep now and eat loads of pasta and be healthy and all that shit. Anyway, so I'm going to be talking now to uh, so Paul Tylek, who I was started comedy with. Probably wouldn't... I don't know if I would have gone into comedy if it wasn't for Paul. Maybe I would, I don't know. But definitely he gave me the encouragement and the confidence to do it. And we did a double act called The Quack Squad for a while. We did a TV thing, Ireland's first sitcom. It wasn't a full length. It was only a seven or eight minute per episode called Flatheads. And then we did TV3's first home-produced show called Messrs Tylek and Rooney so we did that myself and Paul Tylek and myself and uh, Paul Woodfull did a thing called the Harry Bowsies which was at times a double act but times a full with a full band and we wrote ballads comedy ballads you know like flow river flow fuck off to the sea the crack we had the day we died for Ireland and maybe later on then, it was a lot later, we wrote A Mary Should Be Hairy, among other tracks. Then uh, with Patrick McDonald, I did a double act called The Pound Shop Boys. And we did a tour of Ireland and we did uh, Edinburgh two years in a row. The Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And we're currently uh, doing sketches that we put up online on a fairly regular basis on the Joe and Pat Facebook page. And we tour around in a show, as I was saying, called Culture Warriors. So they're the three uh, guys I've worked with closely. And they've worked with each other as well. And we've all kind of interpollinated or whatever. Uh, that's not a word, is it? But uh, So t- all four of us together. We're like a super group, really. We're like... Uh, uh, I can't think of a group. They're a super group. The Travelling Wilburys of comedy. I would say. So what was I going to say there? Oh yeah, so I started off the chat. I I, I started off talking to Paul Tyler because he's, he's been in a BBC series called The Informer, which is which I happened to, I couldn't see because I don't have any TV stations, but I was flying back from Hong Kong and it was all, the whole season, first season uh, uh, of uh, The Informer, hopefully there will be more, that is, was on the British Airways Airways flight so I watched the whole lot coming back from Hong Kong and it's really good so I started uh, to chat to him about that so here we go
look, I'm talking to three fellas I did double acts with, which is this for the hundredth episode of Pot- Potterini, so I thought we'd get together, you know, for the crack. And uh, you've all done much better than me, so well done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. No, I haven't either. <laughs> oh, no, you're doing great. Uh, so uh, You said that deliberately, so we'd say, no, we haven't, Joe. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. That's the, you're uh, great, Joe. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so, but like Paul uh, Tylak, that is. Um, uh, I was flying back from Hong Kong, now I'm dropping names here, but uh, cities. of cities, uh, and I saw all of Informer. It was uh, it was on the flight. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, you were saying the yeah, yeah. flight, and it's brilliant. Yeah, it's well, really. I good. wish I could take the credit, but yeah, it was great to be in it. it yeah, really uh, good. Good thriller. Good. Um, it's on guessing. BBC, isn't it? BBC and Amazon Prime, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you were brilliant in it. Oh, thanks very much. Yes, <laughs> we all agree. I have to say, I thought you were as well. Uh, but the mm. thing... Uh, I love doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. just doing... Uh, when I can do an accent, I love doing... Like a character. I love doing something very different from me. Yeah, actually, tell me about the accent, because you were kind of... It was quite was East End, but a little bit Asian. Like, yeah. So he's so he's came to London when he was about three years old but he's still very kind of you know he's he's well maybe five so but but still got a slight and grew up in an Indian family right, so yeah. he's very influenced by that but still kind of that's Indian is it not yeah well no he's actually yeah he's Punjabi so sort of on the border okay yeah, okay yeah. right yeah yeah. and at the end of it you t- had to pray yeah. yeah so I had to pray I had Islamic to do an prayer, Islamic so. prayer which lasted a minute which didn't sound long but I had to do it all with my eyes closed and I had no I've no idea of what I was saying and I had to get it all in the right rhythm and the right tone and and how did you get taught this prayer by someone no they gave me I asked them for the phonetic spelling and I then and, and a tape of an imam singing it and I had to change their phonetic thing because it was different then and just make my own phonetic thing and like a visual memory kind of map for it right. so I could remember each syllable and you couldn't get it wrong either because I had to go to an imam to get for him to check that it was exactly right before I was allowed to do it yeah, it's and I think it's they only used about 20 seconds of it as well so I was doing it all uh, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do hardest acting thing yeah, and you, wouldn't, we, you wouldn't want to get it wrong because no, it could happen. Yeah, I know how we did Irish in school, Paul. That's how we did. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it was. It would actually be just as hard for me to probably say the Our Father in Irish. Yeah, as as would for me. Or an hour turn now, can they fill in because I've got to react to it. The whole around the hour now, or an hour late, who'll turn again in you. Mm. Oh, this is my doing. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what the thing was like. Insulted loads. Mm. Of I have many happen. Irish yeah. people. Yeah, definitely people in the Gaelic like, will be up in arms. Yeah, mm. they'll be. Uh, what what type of Irish was that? Connacht Irish. No. I have no idea. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't you know. You were the Irish consultant on Stew, though. You were. Was any, I? Anything that was Irish, we always asked you. Really? Because yeah. I. Uh, you were brilliant. You were the Gael the Irish. Yeah, uh, I did. Gaelgore. I can speak yeah. it really well, but I don't really know what I'm saying, and I don't know. I I never. I never knew the grammar. But did ever. you do a degree? I did a degree. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I was in an Irish stream in school, so I did every subject for the intercert through Irish everything, yeah. and then uh, the leaving cert. I did history and geography and whatever. 
and uh, but I can't I, and I did a degree and I can't remember it now at all. I mean, I could barely understand the new. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you know. But you would know the difference between like if someone was asking you for like the way that they'd be saying it, you'd know if they were wrong the way they were saying. It. No. Oh, no, I wouldn't have a clue. No, no. I just know some of the phrases uh, that, that you see them on TG4, but usually they were accompanied by uh, a, a, a smack of a Christian brother, you know, Sulele, and that, you know, I, I don't know, you know, these various yeah. kind of. Yeah, I did a bit on TG4 as Fergus Scully, and hmm. they just would. I'd write the script in English, and then they'd put a little bit of Irish, and then do it phonetically. But the people in TG Cahar thought my Irish was really improving and mm. that was going well until I happened to go on a train journey to Galway and those people were on the same carriage and they started speaking Irish to me. <laughs> <laughs> I have that and prayer uh, actually if you want to hear it because it's uh, no we tell me when you're when you're bored right mm. uh, so this is this is much easier because I can it's just read Arabic it. is very like Irish yeah mm. so that أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله لا الله الله الحي القيوم لا تعبده سنة join us at but that's a very nice it's apparently it's a very nice prayer uh, to give your son forgiveness if he died a violent death Basically. Okay. okay. Well, None of them in Ireland. <laughs> no. no Irish ones. But like you that. see how long no. it could last there. About ten <laughs> seconds. I had to do a minute of that mm. with my eyes shut. Like you couldn't be looking at anything. Well, our prayers right. are kind of like it wouldn't matter. It's all God is great. Isn't yes, it, really? it is. Yeah. Things we have, you know, they're kind yeah. of. Like, yeah. You know, your son yeah. died. It's terrible. You know. Yeah. But God is great. God is great. <laughs> but you know, uh, Paul, I thought yeah. when I went, both myself and Joe did gigs in Oman last year you did October and I think mm. I did November flying back you're flying over you can check on the little screen before you where you are in the world exactly and mm. you're going over Kirkuk and and places you only ever hear about they're in wars Damascus yeah and you always think like like could happen that there could be a problem with the flight and you have to and, and you're the only white person on the flight and that you are flying over and you think you might have to make an emergency landing and, and then you'd be fucked but yeah. if you had that they, they come round and if you know a bit of the thing they'll check true. you oh, yeah. and, and you're off oh, I just knew just a little bit of it yeah, so you yeah. survive yeah well you could probably so do it Irish Irish I could do Irish, Irish and they'd be grand they probably think oh that's some Arabic I haven't it is yeah it's know. another dialect <laughs> it's done all Arabic very similar though I did all Arabic yeah I did a, I did a thing uh, an ad years ago there was a guy on it from the Gaeltacht Sean Bon Brannock's son and uh, yeah. nice fella, but yeah. I said, what's your name? Korach. And I said, oh, Korach. No, 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 no. Korach. Korach. I said, what? Like, Korach. No, 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 no. Korach. And I couldn't get it. He said I never got it. And so we never, ever spoke it properly in school, ever, remotely, that they would understand. It's pretty good Klingon, isn't it? Very. Mm. <laughs> but the uh, yeah the Irish not thing, spoken by as many people yeah. as Klingon is but but you do learn it for years and years and years and do it to a degree and you're ha ha and then you you sat, you hang around with native speakers and they're often but it's absolutely yeah. a different language yeah my daughter's speak. just done the the oral the Irish oral exam and. Uh, She's trying to get away with just saying sha for most of it. <laughs> <laughs> when he asked her a question, sha, sha. <laughs> yeah. 
But and, and Paul, your father was. Uh, uh, I know your stories about your father. Oh yeah, uh, telling you not to hang around with Irish. People. Oh well, that was yeah. When when uh, when I had this notion that I was going to go away to Europe and travel the world and all, which actually lasted about three weeks. <laughs> but uh, but just as I was going out the gate to go off to get the bus or whatever it was, and. Um, you know, almost away from it. Come here, come here. I want to. I just want to. Um, if there's one bit of advice I can give you is stay away from the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, because he did travel the world, and he, he, you know, he worked in England and in the fifties. He was in New York in the forties, and like, but he was a stay away from the Irish. They'll hang you. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he kind of hated. I grew up. Hey, you know. You know, constantly reminded how bad Ireland was. It stood me in good stead. <laughs> Although bizarrely yeah. now, it, 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 do you feel that now with this Brexit thing? I, I was over in, in London last week, and it was kind of like that uneasy feeling of feeling we're more together than the English. And it's a very, mm. it's like you know when you're you say a parent gets old and they're kind of helpless, or when you feel, oh my father isn't perfect. It's kind of like that's the way it is with the English. We just thought they were brilliant at everything, the best bands, the best everything. Oh God, we're actually. They're seen either they're worse. They're than like, us. Yeah, oh yeah. my God, the English yeah. are doping yeah. a bit. They're doping. I know. Like I'm on yeah, my own now. looks so cool and together yeah. compared. Mm. But at the same time, he's kind of. I think he's like a dad who, uh, in the community, he's he's looked up to. But when he comes home, he's a bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> he's not yeah. looking after the kids or. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I won't be home. I, I'm I'm off playing golf. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's a business Jumping thing, you know. You know, you know. I would, you know, I wouldn't do it otherwise. Mm, yeah, yeah. Kind of cheese. Um, and can you talk about what you're working on now? Um, yeah, I suppose to to a degree, um, you know, because mm. I, I do get confidentiality clauses at the end of all the emails. But I'm yeah. I'm working on the Father Ted musical. Mm. Um, so I'm doing some of the songs uh, and Neil Hannon's doing more of them than me for some reason. Somebody do, yeah. Oh, yeah, suddenly it's all about talent. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, obviously he is brilliant. Uh, but, yeah, but I, I'm i doing, yeah, whatever, something like a third of the of songs. The songs? N- not so much, but maybe some, you know, I think now we might be kind of getting together but I think the initial bunch of them we you know basically we kind of did them separately you know can I ask um, a question what happens at the end there's a confidentiality agreement even people even people in the read through don't know that because no, they, no. they wasn't included in the script uh, because they, they didn't want to risk uh, them knowing the end um, mm. But I've forgotten anyway, you know, because it's a terrible memory. But <laughs> so, no, but you know, it, it's yeah, it's been going on a year. We've been doing it since March of last year, really. So it's mm. pretty full on, um, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I think it's shaping up very well. That's I don't know if I can say more than that. Yeah, yeah currently. Yeah. You know, I think going to start looking for people now. You know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So. Uh, so, like, when you're working on, you've worked on Aikino as well, and uh, some, uh, you worked on Copperface Jacks. Jacks, was it? Copperface yeah. Jacks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there a style of music you're asked to go for? Or? I 
I think the reason um, that I ended up doing well, I mean, I, I ended up doing um, Aikino, I suppose, was because I, Arthur came up with the idea of doing it, and uh, you know, I, I had worked on a couple of other things with the man I'm his mate, I suppose. So, you know, he 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 got me to do that and then I suppose you know the way like oh oh god he, he does that kind of thing you know like I suppose that was on the back of that but I, I think it's because I did comedy music comedy and music is a good uh, basis for doing musicals and I think that's and it, it is a thing I think you know to be good at music or to you know or to know how to do comedy mm. and music but the two are a combination I don't I don't necessarily you can go across loads of different styles anyway. It means that yeah, you're, you're, I, you're able to do any style that they want, I suppose. Well, it's kind of true as well, because I suppose with the bands over the years, we did do different styles and mm. mimicking. But, you you know, there is a kind of... I, I think the hook of a song mm. and the the idea of a, a comedy sensibility within that... Ho- I, I, I think it does suit musicals, but they're comedy musicals, really, all of them that I've done, you know. Although I didn't do the, the lyrics in the uh, Copperface Jacks, I was doing the music, and mm. Paul Howard did the lyrics. But, but are so. you given lyrics before you do the music? Yeah, uh, I've heard yeah, one of them. In, There's a really good song at the end, actually, the one where Dougal dies, I know that. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> <I love that. laughs> yeah. Um, but in in no in in the Ted one, I will be doing the lyrics. You know, well, mm. you know, like all of these things, like everybody be, you know, you do the lyric and then the, you know, they'd be changed or whatever. And you know, there's obviously a, an element of collaboration comes mm. into that as well. In that, but with uh, Copperface Jacks, uh, Paul Howard did the lyrics. You in that case, the lyrics were first really. Uh, now, it kind of they were first and then then somehow they changed yeah, yeah, it was an idea. Change, he had an idea yeah. for a style of song that might work but then you'd go away from that and then the lyrics would change yeah. completely and then in fact the hooks changed initially it started that way and then it became more like to and and thrown type thing you know so mm-hmm. um, in Aikino I did the lyrics and the music so that you know so that yeah. was the way you know the way it was with that I think with with musicals Generally speaking, it's probably the hook of the song or the general uh, concept of the song or whatever is what comes first, really. Yeah, you know, and maybe a hook, right? You know, and yeah, but it's interesting. Like the the three of us have written for other people, like and Patrick, you wrote for Savage Eye, and like when 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 uh, Dave wrote everything. <laughs> Dave makes Savage Eye. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dave told you, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but uh, with Savage Eye, uh, there were set characters. Had start it started with set characters, and then you'd kind of develop them or something. Is that right? Yeah, pretty or, much. Or yeah, yeah. We would. We try to write for them. I can never write at Bull Mick. You mm. know the queers. You think it'd be easy, but it's really hard. It was really, really hard. But uh, no, uh, I wrote a lot for. Uh, I wrote some of the guards ones. You know those guardy ones, but particularly Hector. I wrote most of them for Dave. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and then Dave made them brilliant, but uh, yeah. So yeah, we did. It's it. Yeah, but mm, people assume because you're you, they they think you're a certain thing like that guy off the telly mm. that you couldn't have come up with something for something very different. I think that's mm. what I felt that when you say, "Oh no, I wrote whatever." They said, "What? No, he did." Dave Fanning actually interviewed me once, mm-hmm. and before he was telling me all these great sketches on the Savage Eye. 
And like William McSavage is brilliant. And he did this and then this happens. And I said, I, I actually wrote that one. Oh, no, no, but no. But then this happened. And then, uh, yeah, no, no, I wrote the fucking thing from start to finish. Oh, yeah. and then the loads of people thought Jeremy Morgan wrote Father Ted. That's oh, yeah, true. absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So you just have to be in something and people think you wrote it. Mm. And Paul Tyler and Paul Woodfull, you wrote together on Stew. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How did that come about? Um, you were there was a woman Jenny Griffin in RTE who yeah. was the commissioning woman brilliant woman really mm. uh, I'd, you know we thought of course then she did commission things first so we were, but no but, we, we, but I think you were talking to her about an improv thing and then you were talking saying to her that we wrote sketches that's my memory of it yeah well, I was kind of pitching a sketch show to her really mm. and then she just we were just in the canteen mm. at lunch and then yeah. I just did a few characters like right, the, yeah. The, the pushy Asian dad she found very mm. funny. Yes, that was she's a good kind of racist. I, I found Jenny racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was going, yeah, fuck them, <laughs> did stuff about them, and I was like, yeah, well. And me and Paul had already been starting to write for uh, the Vincent Brown show. Oh, yeah, that was, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was very funny. Oh, you got to tell me about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> we, we wrote up these sketches to do. It was for a political show that he was doing. He had Joe Taylor, very what? nice bloke and all that. He was in Aquino and all that. Like, but... Uh, we we do we showed them sketches we had done before or ding dong, and you know you know the pretty lukewarm reaction from Evans. Yeah 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 uh, okay uh, no but what we want is coming into the break. We, we what we want is actually something hilarious. <laughs> you know uh, we want, what we want looking for is hilarious and uh, you know the way when Mike Murphy in the live mic he'd be dressed up. And, and he'd come out and, and he'd be at a petrol station and it would be hilarious yeah. <laughs> Joe so, Taylor you are hilarious you do that hilarious <laughs> thing uh, where you just read out what they've already said in court do that do a bit of that <laughs> and you, you'll, you'll handle the hilarious stuff and uh, what, what were you saying again you lads uh, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you could just go into RT and go I've got this idea it's hilarious yeah, yeah. Mm. commission <laughs> That is one of the problems when you do go into RT that these people are there. They're at the top of the... They're the people who decide. And just to go back, I know I'm interrupting, but Jenny Griffin was also at the pitch for Naked Camera. And Naked Camera was award-winning and very Mm. well-received, very popular. She was... a, a. Involved in that, and she was also very much hands on. Yeah, she with was the with Savage Eye. The Savage well, Eye, yeah. very much behind that mm. series of pilots that were commissioned over ten years ago now. Mm. So we have to say, you know, Jenny Griffin. We need Jenny Griffin back. We yeah. do need Jenny yeah. Griffin. I heard. I, I read yesterday about a concept called the Peter Principle. I don't know if you know about it in psychology, where you people mm. uh, the, the concept that people. But she, she went and got, uh, I think, a master's degree in psychology. She in did. The meantime, yeah, uh, you know. But the Peter Principle relates to uh, how people yeah. become uh, get uh, do well at their certain level, then get uh, a, the go up the tier of the le- the next ladder until they reach their level of incompetency. That's and right. so you get in in structures in corporate structures you just get a completely the incompetent most, structure yeah, that you, you the, every level is the most incompetent people that could be at that level that's are, right have oh, okay. that level and oh. I was thinking how this applied to RTE obviously yeah you know so you 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 go into a pitch you go into a meeting with someone who obviously doesn't know what mm. they're talking about they were competent mm. in the sports department 
but have mm. no idea. Yeah. But with, with Jenny Griffin, it was different. That yeah, she she's was aware. Comedy, yeah, yeah. yeah. A prime example would be from maybe 30 years ago, me and Joe met this guy. Well, he kind of saw us in the international and then he got us on Nighthawks. Jerry something. He's dead now. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> but he... And... and uh, he's had... Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I think it would be funny if there were more mice in it. I love mice. Mice are really funny. Can you get more mice in it? Do you remember oh, that? Oh, right, yeah. He, uh, he I, he do you remember we kind of came up with a technique where we'd... So we'd bring in a script, he'd suggest stuff. Yeah. And we'd, and we'd change, change it. it. And then, and then he'd ask us... We knew he'd ask us to change it again. So, so we'd go we'd back to the original script. The original script. script and you go, that's, that's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Works on a, on a lot of... I them. think, oh, yeah, you basically got to let them... That they came up with, yeah, yeah, or give them something to. Paul Donovan taught me a very good one actually, just by whatever his dealings with RTEs. Give them a, a very specific problem that isn't going to do any harm to your project, but make sure you put that problem in, and then they'll just mm. they'll just keep gnawing away at that, and they'll leave the rest <laughs> of your stuff alone. That's a good uh, ploy. Yeah. Jenny used to say as well when we'd be going in, um, you know, like I said, they don't know anything about comedy. Like, um, you know, don't mention Phoenix Knights. They wouldn't know about that. Anything that yeah. wasn't like, Partridge you know, I did. <laughs> yeah, I was in, in for Naked Camera. We, I mm. said, well, it's like Trigger Happy TV, you know, or whatever. Mm. And they had no idea. Yeah, yeah, she would just she blank was prime you before and I was like, in. And as you say, Mike pieces. Murphy, they said Mike Murphy. No, there's the one. <laughs> I worked hilarious. On hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just want Mike Murphy to do every show in there. Yeah. yeah. The thing was, I think Mike Murphy was actually into, quite into comedy. I think he actually did keep up with comedy. He actually, he actually came to a Tony St. James gig years ago, I remember. And yeah. uh, I met him briefly. Uh, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying Mike Murphy was the problem, but for some, you know, it was about these other people who just had this kind of mm. memory, you know, whatever. There was the other guy, the Impressionist, they were probably all really into as well. God, I can't remember. An Irish? Was, yeah. Oh, uh, Tobin, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Neil Tobin. Hilarious. But I look, uh, I just wanted to go back. When we started off doing the Harry Bowsey stuff, mm. we, there was some amazing, amazing gigs in Wheelands, like mostly down to you, where you had some, well, you had the break dancing. Um, <laughs> oh, Jerry yeah. Adams. Uh, that was right. We had a break. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy who, who was in uh, Scary Era who have recently got back together. He was a roadie with the various. You know, with with the PA guy that we have, but he looked yeah. like Jerry Adams, a skinny Jerry Adams, yeah. uh, and but he did break dancing when he was in Scary Air, so we got the idea that he, <laughs> he would do, uh, yeah, a Jerry Adams break dancing. Uh, that was I amazing. I was at one of those gigs. That was mm. brilliant. Yeah. And the projectile vomiting was amazing. Really? Well, you 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 partook in that many times yourself. We were, I, I, unknowns to me, I've since found out, like from Morgan Jones and all that, that like we we basically weren't asked to do any of these gigs. Jesus, I had to clean that. Oh, I had to clean this up. The gaiety. Do you remember that? Place oh, yeah, this room, I kept the, getting the bar told the not to book yous anymore, you know, even though the gigs go well. But Yeah, basically, yeah, so we'd have a, a Guinness bottle, but it'd be full of vegetable soup. soup. That's you know, <laughs> so it looked like you're drinking Guinness, then you'd vomit. But I used to yeah, carry the bucket. The bucket, and I'd, 
and it was to try and go for the longest projectile vomit. Yeah, and over people if possible as well. as well, the real priest who was oh, dancing, and he and he yeah. pushed someone in the Olympics. Oh, Paul, you got him. Involved, oh, that was right. Yeah, oh, what's his name? Yeah, the fella who who stopped the runner in the Olympics. Yeah, we yeah. got him. We got him. We got an ocean. Well, well, they had this Christmas special, which Jenny Griffin actually commissioned again, and. Um, they ba- basically got a notion that we'd get the dancing priest uh, to do it and a friend of mine contacted him and it was a filmed gig in Whelan's but Artie didn't know anything about this so we sprung this on on and in the middle of the gig on he came and all the rest and uh, he, he dedicated it to some piper or something uh, from the kingdom and all of this and then did the dance but there was honest to god the fan the like I had done like it was my gig but there was a stream of people all the way down the stairs to meet him yeah <laughs> <laughs> Mick Nugent from Atheist Ireland all of these were dying to meet him and uh, what was he was his God, vision. Was Why did he want to dance? And he danced. In he was a Tridentine priest, actor. wasn't he? Uh, yeah. I, I can't remember what it was uh, about. It worked really well. That was the funny thing. But <laughs> RTE then um, they were they wouldn't uh, put it in. Uh, and Eamon Dunphy, uh, who who's hardly a saint himself, that, that it was irresponsible and immoral to have uh, the, to have that guy who did an unforgivable thing um, you know yeah. unlike drunk driving or whatever <laughs> you know, for instance <laughs> which is not immoral it seems uh, but uh, but like it, they even but there was no publicity done for it it wasn't even in the RTE guide the programme at the time like mm. it was really it was done at the last minute and they didn't get behind it and I thought this will be the publicity for it I need to do something to get it and we thought about having the dancing priest but mm. but they were adamant and there was all this in the paper all the dancing priest was going to be in the thing and then but Pat Kenny he came on that in the morning to say just to say or to you we want to make a statement that categorically the dancing priest uh, won't, be on, won't be included in that program and it was announced I think in a couple of different programs but Pat Kenny obviously the prime slot they wanted to assure the Irish people that it wouldn't be on so yeah what was the reasoning behind that I don't. I think they just thought it was it's too inappropriate to have this guy who had uh, stopped running at the Olympics. And the didn't he? Was it the Grand Prix? Did he? Stop? Yeah, he did a yeah. Grand Prix as well. He danced onto the road. <laughs> you know that they yeah. just thought that this was beyond. You know, this was just something they couldn't accept. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we never we never did, and uh, we had that. I had the footage all right myself. I think it was really before YouTube. So sadly, uh, um, yeah, it never saw the light of day. A wonderful performance by uh, the great man. Um, yeah, did you get any uh, uh, from Savage Eye? Was there any pressure from RT or any from the church or anything like that? Uh, no, something mm. happened though. I think when we worked on Stu, because I eventually joined the cast of Stu very late on. Oh yeah. And I have her memory now. They obviously against wrote my it wishes. against Paul's wishes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't want yeah, to. who was it? Yeah, where did that happen? Jenny Griffin. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was the one. That's how she was sacked. But uh, no, and we did. Uh, I, I was working on Stu, and I remember they were very mean with language. They were very tight with like you can only have one fuck or bollocks or whatever. It was very oh, yeah. restricted. Mm. But then I worked on Naked Camera and then 
uh, the Savage Eye. And I think the rules changed. I think, and I could be wrong, but that the production company took responsibility for, for those issues, mm-hmm. for the content and language and not the station. So we were given complete free reign. So working mm-hmm. at Stu, maybe a drama, maybe it was the drama department or whatever had different, we well, were in entertainment. So well, it was we different. were with Stu, but it was earlier time. It, it, there was Slightly definitely a shift. By months. But like we had to sign a blasphemy, there was a blasphemy clause in the contract and everything uh, yeah. in Stu, because uh, you know that we weren't allowed to have a blasphemy sketch. Wow. There was a sketch, do you remember we had a sketch about uh, these uh, cherubs, uh, these uh, free-range cherubs, and uh, <laughs> and uh, they wouldn't allow that sketch to go because two men kissed in front of children, and they they actually said that it would have been okay if it had been a man and a woman. Yeah. <laughs> a few years later, we did the Savage Eye, and the only yeah. one of the only scenes they cut was Johnny Candon playing. We went, we had a queer farm, and Johnny Candon played the Queen queer. The big, like the Queen Bee. Yeah. And he had, instead of nipples, he had penises coming out, erect penises coming out. And all the queers, the young queers were sucking <laughs> on these. And they cut that out. And that's how far it went. They went with everything else. You could do yeah. whatever. I mean, it was Savage Eye. And, yeah. uh, but you couldn't in stew. So yeah. we were given free reign. Very little. We just wrote what we wanted. Thought there's no way we get away with it. And almost always, 95% of the time, it gone in and we couldn't believe it. And yeah. it was the same with Naked Camera. You just had free reign completely, mm. uh, where it was so limited mm. before that, and any, anything I worked on in RTE. Yeah, mm. it's funny that it changed. Uh, you know, like in pictorial as well, they were, they were yeah, sort, shortest libelous stuff, of which there was stuff stopped uh, over that, you know. Mm. Uh, but, like, other than that, like, you were, yeah. it was pretty... One of the funny things, though, when we did the Savage Eye, because the Catholic Church was the reason in every episode. The Catholic Church obviously had their tentacles in every aspect of Irish life. So they were on every episode. We blamed the Catholic Church and the British, whatever. But every time we went, we put an episode out, all the critics on Boris.ie or YouTube or whatever would say, oh, you're not, you wouldn't say that about the Muslims, would you? You wouldn't, you're, where's all the sketches about Allah and the Muslims? <laughs> and like, we kept saying, what did the Muslims ever do to Ireland? What did they ever do? How did they damage us? How did, I don't feel a sense of guilt all my life because of the Muslims. Uh, no, it's true, yeah. Yeah, they didn't, we weren't taught by Christian Muslims or Muslim brothers mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, yeah. Sarah Silverman said it. I mean, you know, quite open about it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't, I'm not doing sketches about uh, Islam or anything like that because I don't want to be killed. <laughs> Yeah, there's that, but we had a point. Like, what, yeah, what was I the know, point? Yeah, and we did course, cover yeah, it, but then, then Paul goes mm. and prays on telly, you know. <laughs> I think we're so I was more worried yeah. that I was an alcoholic, yeah. that that would be uh, targetable. Mm. Will we talk a bit about the, the double mm. acts and the time frame of yeah. double acts with mm. Joe? Okay, yeah. So I'm taking the lead now. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Half, yeah. We started, oh, yeah, off, started off with Paul. me and you, Paul Tyler. That's me and you, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the only the, how I started doing comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I used to do comedy support news, like around the band I was in. Yeah, band I was yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. And like one and night, then, you did a whole set in Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, but I think there was one little bit of English. And it was w- uh, knock knock. Who's there? Doctor, Doctor Who, Doctor Fitzgerald. Brilliant, and um, but anyway, yeah. So we started off. We did our first gig with the Gavin Friday's Club. Oh yes, the Gasworks or something was it? Down there? Yeah. yeah. Did he have that on Fridays? Or? 
<laughs> it was yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were really pissed when we did that. Yeah. yeah. We got up and Hot House Flowers were doing something, and we just got up and started singing with them, uh, singing our own stuff. I say that was better, wasn't it? From their mandolins and started singing yeah. at them. Yeah, yeah. Probably improved it, did it? Well, it might have, but we were uh, <laughs> thrown out of the club. Yeah, I remember being dragged out by security and thrown onto a glass table, a coffee table, and uh, it broke. But Gavin Friday really liked it. He, he loved he, it. He was really into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we did but that. That's, that's not our whole career. <laughs> but we were I don't know how long we did a double act called the Quack Squad anyway it was we used was to video them as well like from like the first couple of gigs we did. I remember we did well, Conor Kenny had a party uh, or he was no he was filming and it was a, a party in Fitzwilliam Square mm. or something like that and mm. we had written a sketch where we were in, I, I still remember some of it like uh, you were talking about newfangled fangled things and I'm going fangled I can't remember really and I put a preposition to you and you said no that's a load of bollocks actually oh yeah, yeah. but uh, that's how you we have started doing that yeah yeah. had to be there <laughs> I should have started remembering that because well, I remember in the 90s and 80s and 90s I yeah. thought yeah. Irish comedy was terrible yeah. anything, anything Irish was terrible yeah. and then uh, there were a few things like the Joshua Trio yeah. and then Kevin McAleer and a few things but I remember yeah. Flatheads really liking that yeah. We, we came on it was on Nighthawks one of those yeah, shows yeah it was, it was a Nighthawks. show called Rant yeah Rant and mm. so it was inside another show it was just a section so we, we mm. said we watched it I watched it like, you know think oh that's going to be shit yeah, but it was yeah. good really good I remember yeah. you doing this thing Psychic Butter as well this Psychic oh, Butter yeah, yeah my yeah. father the loved an, that the he was Ireland. asking me who was Psychic Butter the oh, Annals so, of Ireland yeah. yeah we dubbed uh, we got old black and white footage mm. uh, in RTE and uh, dubbed stuff on it actually I remember we were in dubbing in RTE and this guy just doing the sound got really annoyed with us because we were using footage of he, he was going of you know, old footage he's going that's disgraceful uh, some of those people are dead you know and you're making fun of them and they didn't let people use the <laughs> <archives> <laughs> that, that, that's fairly limiting your uh, <laughs> what you can do isn't it they Not still don't want, really let people use the archives now because of we uh, like you know if they think it's going to be for comedy they don't mm. let you it's uh, difficult you do have yeah. to get permissions and all of that mm. but it's, it's Stuart Wright's as well yeah but mm. I remember there was a great picture in the International remember there was a picture of all the comedians up in the International like comedy club mm. and there's a great picture of the Quack Squad wasn't there then did I oh, remember yeah. a picture up of the two of you looking really cool from the right. whenever it was it might have been yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know hmm. um so how long did that last? What years did that last? Uh, can you remember, Paul? I'm no good at years. The whole us working together? Yeah. Hmm. About five years, maybe. Five or six years, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe. I remember I started in 95, and I think you were in America or somewhere. I think you were away when I started. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I got to know Joe. I slipped York, in when you were gone. I slipped in with Joe. Oh, well, it was yeah. the Bowsies. Yeah. And you had the Bowsies. The Bowsies sort of so out just after the Quack Squad, really. So the Bowsies came next, was it? Yeah, I think it did, kind of. So yeah. the Quack Squad, we finished anyway. We did a bit of work in Nighthawks. You still did stuff. Nighthawks, yeah, Joe Maxey. Oh, Joe Maxey. Messers, Tyler, Messers, yeah. Travel series. Yeah. Because that was still going, yeah, because that was the Bowsies was, you know, that was going on. Remind me, yeah. Joe, this feels like going in to visit your uh, 
dementia-ridden grandparents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember Joe. <laughs> Do you remember it? <laughs> That's I don't know. We were together for years. Your memory is not affected at Before we got anywhere. <laughs> and then we kind of broke up and people kept asking us to do shows. So we just pretended we were still together. And we did us like a couple that are just doing it for the kids. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think a few of the shows we did. But... Um, because we did, actually, myself and Joe were doing shows, but we did sketches together. We did that Dirty Barry and different yeah. sketches like that oh, together. Yeah. We were push- oh, yeah, you see, yeah. And we were pushing them. We were trying to get them made on RTE or whatever. Remember Peter Murphy used to film them for us and that. Mm. And, uh, yeah. But that was after the Bowsies. How long right, did the Bowsies yeah. last? I don't know. The Bowsies has had a few incarnations. Uh, oh, so the Bowsies started around the same time as I was doing, actually. I did a kids mm. show for RTE That's right, called yeah, Jump Around. It was, it was yeah. the same time. Because I remember yeah, oh no, it was, getting yeah. an interview from, you know, the tabloid, one of the tabloids. And I mentioned the Bowsies a lot in the interview, yeah. even though the interview was meant to be about a kids show. And mm. I know someone in RTE got a bit. We did it for the end. It started for the end. Barry asked us to do Ah. something and we did a song. I think one of your songs, Ursula, was that the first one we did? Can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Eyes eyes beneath your eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Nostrils uh, in your nose. Nostrils in your nose. All right, yeah. Ursula. Lips as something. I, I don't oh, know. Always check the cooker when you always finish with it, just that the gas is off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mind you, I'm not the man. I uh, yeah, I do that now. I leave in the tap on. I started doing that, <laughs> so I'm. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, I'm doing that. that. But God, that I was, never remember that. And then we did, and then it just, you know, we'd be asked, "We do you want to do another one next week?" And that was kind of how the Bowsies evolved, mm. as I recall. And then. And then we just had a right go at it, and we wrote a, a whole bunch, Flow, River Flow, and the crack we had the day we died for Ireland. We, probably in, in the space of a month, we wrote, mm. like... It's brilliant album. The, you know, a whole bunch of them, really. And, mm. uh, and you know, I, I, I don't know, and th- then we were I, doing... I you, think as well, doing the character I was doing might have influenced... Uh, Getting for the, the the demo part because the Dublin thing. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was after Jump Around, wasn't it? That yeah, you did, yeah, yeah. You did that car, yeah demo. Um, yeah, because Arthur used to be watching Jump Around, so mm. uh, you know. Um, so yeah, it was yeah, it was all around. It was around mm. that time, and and actually, whatever. you came on Jump Around as that's as I was doing three different characters. Yeah, I think on it. Yeah, there was one. But there was one that they didn't... The security oh, guard one. they didn't like, which well, was... Well, there was one... You were talking about your son. You were encouraging him to be a bully or something. Oh, was I? Jeez, I can't remember. There was something to do with that. Mm. Oh, you know, uh, oh. you know, he'd come home and go, Dad, I did a great bit of bullying today. And you'd go, well done, son. <laughs> <Did> I, <yeah. laughs> On a kid's show. <laughs> Those were the days. Those were the days. I remember, I remember you had a brilliant. Well, it's a very bad taste joke. Well, it's certainly be out of the climate now on it, but I can remember it very well. It was after um, Christopher Reeve had his accident, and and you were doing kids news, and you said uh, you wouldn't get it onto an adult show now. Mm. And Christopher Reeve uh, was um, the ma- the guy who plays Superman was uh, injured day, and uh, he, f- he he fell off his horse, and uh, he's lost the use of. Um, his arm and you I don't know whether it was the one he does this in Superman I can't really do it of course without a camera oh, but, uh, you know but you were saying you know was it this or was it his Superman arm or his other arm you know but uh, right I don't remember that either but yeah. yeah and there was crows I had 
puppet crows on it. But yeah, uh, and there was a tortoise puppet, and yeah. I remember the security that guard they used to give out about a bit, <laughs> which probably was. He was very cranky and he was giving mm. out about all or Jerry Ryan using big words and all that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but it was the opposite of. Uh, so on uh, the den, Dustin was really uh, rude and they'd be going, you can't say that. And mm. it was the opposite. It was the puppet telling me I can't say <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, no, Joe. you can't say that, Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were, we I think they're ahead of entertainment now in RT. I think they went <laughs> think, up the ladder. I think the puppet might yeah. be actually yeah. the tortoise. Uh, uh, but uh, so, how long after that did me and you, Patrick, do well, the, the pound shop? We did a few things. We did uh, that thing on that last TV, that election thing. Remember that the candidate? Oh yes. You were the can. We were opposite each other, and you were in that. I was in that. Yeah. Yeah, and then we did a few other things uh, like. Uh, and we, we just all kind of got on. Dirty Barry kind of got you together. Dirty Barry, yeah. Dirty Barry was like yeah. a kid's version of Dirty Harry. Yeah, we were very. I was full. I was always eating Mars bars and there were dirt all over me. And I was the crime fighting detective. You were the, uh, you were the what bad the guy. Psycho, yeah. Yeah. What was yeah. his name? What did you call him? Wet the bed, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I only saw them recently. I saw them last year. I was transferring all my videos to DVD. Yeah. And uh, I saw them, yeah. yeah all I remember good. about my characters is obsessed with it. Where's my bum bag? I need yeah, my bum, your bum bag. bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been cleaning this and all that. Yeah. Bath. Ooh, that's horrible. Get yeah. out of here. Get my bum bag. Don't be so dirty, Barry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were all a bit camp. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. And then we made an, an, a follow up. But we couldn't get you. You were only around for a day. Yeah, I was going to Sri Lanka, but I yeah. found all that footage there recently. And Ronan oh. Tully, I think, from uh, from that theatre. He, yeah. And he's a, he's getting a bath and all this. He looked about 12, so it looks oh. really dodgy. <laughs> 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 so we couldn't really use that. Uh, anyway, we, we did that. Michael May uh, yeah. in, in short yeah. pants and he yeah. didn't do it. <laughs> And then we did all that, and we were doing sketches together. And then you did Messrs. Tylock and Rooney. And then we, uh, I, I got, a, I got the part in Father Ted. And then oh. a year after, I didn't get much work for a good while after that. Uh, and then we kept getting booked together for, for with Father oh. Ted shows. The Laughter Lounge kept booking us together yeah. as a package yeah. with John Henderson or other people who were in it, Mark Doherty, yeah. and then Peter O'Mahony. I think suggested we do an Edinburgh show. Is that right? Maybe it was him. Yeah, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. No, but, but uh, we came up with that name then, Further Ted. Yeah, so we went to Edinburgh in 99, and it went really well. We made no money. We lost money, but we got packed houses. Yeah. And mm. uh, we were doing uh, some sketches on it as well. We did characters on that as well. And it developed from there, and then we did, up to about 2003, we were doing regular Saturday Night Fervor. Oh, yes, yeah, Saturday Night Fervor was a show in the Laughter Lounge. Yeah, and that sold really well. And we mm. were doing great. We were doing Spirit. Remember we were doing those shows in Spirit? I can't we remember. We were doing Shop really well. Boys. He doesn't remember. Pound no. Shop Boys in, <laughs> in Edinburgh as well. And we no. did those German kind of singer, song, singers. Do you remember the... the uh, we had the wigs, Benny Hans and Tits and Arson. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Subtle. Yeah, and Mad uh, Benny and Slithery Noel and oh, yeah, all of those song, characters. Song, yeah, time. she's got yeah, song. yeah. <clears throat> and then you went solo in in two thousand and three. Pat Short's agent put you out on the road doing a show, doing your own shows. Remember that? Oh, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we kind of stopped, but we gigged intermittently. We never fell out. We were always kind of oh. doing the odd thing together. And being we put were, why did we shows. not fall out? I mean, you know. 
Right, can we just digress one thing? Paul, we fell out. I have to, though, to, to stay friends for the rest of your life. You have to get it out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We fell out a couple of times. Remember, we had we had a cu- we had one row really mm. in Edinburgh once. I remember there were a couple of girls from Belfast. One of them was really good looking, and I said some joke, and then you repeated it. And they laughed, mm. and I said that was my joke, and you got really thick after <laughs> we were pissed off. And I and then I was we had a bit of a row back in the flat. We were drunk, but we were grand. We were grand though. We got on really well, and I remember it was a brilliant thing. We got great reviews that year. Yeah. We were getting really top reviews. Four stars, which aren't top, but they were good. That's great. They were really good, though. Red and like a five. Yeah, red like a five. <laughs> and we got a great one in one of them. And I came in to you. You were hammered drunk. And I came into the bedroom, your bedroom. And I said, look, we've got this reviews. Fucking brilliant. I read it. And you're going, yes, that's brilliant. <laughs> and then I'll let you go back to sleep. About four hours later, you get up and I'm in the kitchen. And I said, what did you think of that review? He says, what review? <laughs> and so I read it out to you, and you go, yes, that's brilliant, yes! <laughs> so you got twice the hit off it. That was the year you pissed on Brendan Burke's curtains. Yeah, uh, yeah, there was a young fella. Brendan Burke was uh, sharing the head, flat with us, but he went home for a weekend yeah. or something, or yeah. a few days. Right. And some young fella who was starting out in comedy, can't remember his Sean name. Sean something, Sean yeah. something. Yeah. Took that room for two nights, mm. and I went out and got pissed. And I can't remember this, but I uh, came home, went to bed. Apparently, I got up, was looking for the toilet, but I just burst into his room, and his bed is on the. Le- I just pissed on the curtains right beside his head, and then went back out again. <laughs> and I think he gave up comedy. He did fairly quickly. He after did. That. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, we did that, and then we did the, the two thousand. We did the pound shop boys and that. Uh, yeah. And uh, but that was the last time in Edinburgh. Yeah, was it? yeah. See, the weird thing about it is we were touring and doing well, but we didn't realise how well we were doing. Oh, we expected to do much better. How do you mean we expected? Because we were getting really good houses, oh. and I think maybe we thought we should be selling out these theatres. Maybe, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have been making a lot more money, and we should have been more professional. Yeah. Can we address lateness? Yeah. Okay. so I mean it is brilliant like you are brilliant as a person we all think you're great and everyone really likes you and you're very affable personable and very good on stage really a pro and deliver every gig but you did in the and then you got a little bit like we were early today yeah I think I'm getting better yeah uh, and today was a good sign mm. yeah yeah. You know. uh, and there have been times we have been on time and we've been in good time for gigs mm-hmm. where were we last week we did we did we definitely oh we were very early in uh, Sligo 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 really early mm-hmm. yeah but uh, it's quite, been quite a good week for me yeah but mm. it was just some of the th- what, it's just rolling up late for gigs that was the hard bit you know and I don't drive and so uh, very often and I, I'm, a, I'm a, a warrior and I, uh, you know, right. sometimes you'd be waiting for two hours and then we just roll up. Yeah, I don't know, it is there. a problem. I'm sure Paul would have a problem with that. <laughs> I won't talk about it too much, but I, I it, yeah, no, I know, yeah, I'm aware. I was aware Joe has of control it. over the editing. Go, I do remember, yeah, a couple of years ago, all right, there was in in uh, the stag's head or something all right. Uh, we were, your mum was saying, come on, here you go, is Joe And I got, uh, a text just got a or a fuck on go sorry I just got out of bed and drawed it 
And then really? I remember another I gig we were doing out in Hoth, and uh, and you 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 weren't there. I think you did another gig on, and your man says, "Will you go on and do half of the set, and then we can get Joe to do his solo act in the middle, and then then you can do the rest of the Bowsie set as a double act." But but of course, yeah. I, I, to be honest, that was uh, I had a, a habit of doubling up gigs. Double book. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> there was that Waterford. I can't remember. There was some spectacular ones. Yeah, Waterford. John Brennan. John Brennan. Yeah. God, but that was John, John Brennan. John as well. Two of them yeah. were John Brennan's. Yeah, but one of them was I had a gig in Waterford. I feel sorry for him. I see him on 11. Facebook. Yeah, I'll like, oh, be grand. Yeah. yeah, I still feel sorry for him. I see him on my Facebook, and there's a, there's a sort of oh god, poor John. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the thing, and we and, and of course, and it was a great venue and everything. A lovely big huge fish meal we got. And oh everything. yeah, yeah. Well, you probably didn't, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. we got, got to Bavuk before Christmas. Remember that? It was like mm-hmm. we were in Dungan and and Anna Gas and loud. And we managed it though. We got away with yeah. it. But it was a spectacular. It's a bit like one of those Top Gear challenges. Yeah. You know, where Jeremy Clarkson's driving up and, mm-hmm. uh, and they're uh, trying to. Yeah. Won't be able to do it soon. Yeah. Not soon, over the border, <laughs> no. Yeah. But, uh, but I think you've gotten a lot better. How, how was, was it like back like, in the day? Did you, did you think I was like uh, that? Well, see, I was. Because I mean, with, there's two of us in it there. Yeah, it? yeah. I was probably worse when we were doing stuff like that. <laughs> I probably, sometimes I didn't even turn up for gigs or whatever. But. I remember Just one time turned up on mushrooms. Yeah, one time I'd been up the mountains. The floor. Oh yeah, I'd been up the mountains picking mushrooms. Hope this hope my kids <laughs> don't hear this. Um, and yeah, came down and I was living in Wexford Street, so I just went into Whelan's just just like I see what it was like on mushrooms. I have a point. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joe comes out of the crowd and Paul, we're on now in a minute. And I was like, oh Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had to go on stage and for, luckily we knew our stuff so well I like was felt like I was just standing behind myself watching us doing all the stuff on stage but it was just yeah you had like, it was like you just have to do it even though you're on mushrooms yeah. like, oh like, that must have been weird it was I mean, weird because also my mum was imagine. going out with this psychopath and they had come to visit and they they uh They'd called up to my flat and I wasn't there, so they went to Whelan's and they, my mum came out of the crowd and her psycho boyfriend. That big fella? Yeah, who I had to get her away from him, or bring her to Birmingham eventually. But on the night, anyway, I was on Mushrooms and there were these uh, people in my life coming out of the crowd as well. And oh. us on stage trying to do the gig. So That must have been tough because I remember, that's the, the he, uh, Phil, yeah. he came out of Manchuria, hasn't he? Um, yeah, he'd and because uh, I was with him in the local pub, we remember we we lived in a place called Black Pits. Yeah, lovely name for a yeah. place. And we went down to the local pub, and I was sitting with him at the bar, and he's huge, bro. Yeah, and he turns to me, and he goes, "Are those people there over there? They're staring at me, aren't they?" And I'm yeah, like, I'm, he I'm was paranoid to... <laughs> schizophrenic. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so it. That was hard enough to deal with him sober, but I imagine on mushrooms it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I just had to. Yeah, thank God I had the gig to do. <laughs> <laughs> but in my lateness, we were both late, weren't we? A lot. Yeah, I think you were probably more often late, but I didn't know. <laughs> I was on drugs. <laughs> yeah. But like we we lived some mad life because we were always taken. Yeah. Acid and mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and go and play pool and sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
we were uh, yeah we well, I suppose we just if we had a gig coming up we'd just go try not to be on anything for that usually that was our one rule mm-hmm. that I broke when Timothy Leary got into acid and was trying to promote this I don't think he envisaged playing pool I don't think it's, yeah, you know yeah, you're meant to reach a higher re- le- re- level of yeah. consciousness and you play pool actually it can be really good for pool because the colours are so vibrant you can really see the lines the yeah, my, my brother-in-law ran a ran a, a pool hall uh, in town actually and uh, apparently uh, the junkies all used to go in there to look at the balls <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it was a pretty rough spot, but yeah, that, he, he said that. Oh, yeah, that was a big thing with uh, the junkies when they be smacked out of a tit. Do you remember we were playing pool in in uh, it's related to this spot uh, mm. in, in Ricardo's or whatever that place? Yeah, Ricardo's. Street, and these junkies came in and raided the place. Raided the place. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, oh, you call it a raid. They were just demanding. Mm. One, one of them jumped over the kind of grill, and they we all were told to get down on the ground, like so sort of. We kept looking up as well. Yeah, because it was exciting. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, they got away. Like, they, one of them just had a knife and he was roaring. Like, get down on the ground, everybody. Fucking uh, give me some money. And, uh, but the guy just gave him a bag of change. And he mm. just went, that was enough for him. He mm. ran off with a bag of change then. There was two of them, I think. And uh, we were asking the guys that were working there and saying, they probably got about 30, yeah. 30 pounds. Months, I don't know, months. <clears throat> Remember, yeah. there was another robbery we were we were at in the uh, arts centre. The city arts centre. Oh, yeah. yeah, we were held up. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. That, yeah. that when it was an armed robbery, wasn't yeah, it? it? Was. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. said to me that you you basically said, "Okay, get in the other room." I said, "Okay, if I can take my point." Yeah, I that's did, right. Yeah. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I robbed someone else's point. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just bought. A I just spent like I think a hundred pounds on a pair of shoes. I was showing off to everyone these really nice shoes. I never, I don't normally get nice shoes. I don't wear them now. But I did. I had spent a fortune on them. And all I was thinking the whole time, like they had knives and guns. Don't take me shoes. Don't take me shoes. That was all I was worried about. Mm. You're trying to hide your feet. Trying to hide my feet, yeah. Just take me money. Stab me. Mm. Not my shoes. Don't look down. Don't look down. Because I was finding it very hard to get good shoes, you know. Yeah. But like their reaction to that question was like, is it all right? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Like, they were actually, they thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. Take our drink into yeah, I know. Yeah. I, th- I, thought, I always thought that if I was held up like that, I'd be traumatised out of PTSD mm. or something. I didn't care. Oh, you were hammered. We were hammered. Yeah. So yeah. it really that didn't register. Helps. The next day mm. it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I was delighted because I hadn't just done a gig like a lot of years. You just got paid. I bit, I done two gigs and been paid and they took the money. They oh took my two God. fees. But the City Arts Centre paid me for all the money back. Ah, oh, that's good. Cool. Because I think there was an inside job. <laughs> yeah, those two are organised. Very better <laughs> actors, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's, so, uh, well, it was late, basically, you're saying. So, look, I'm going to try and... Uh, rec- uh, this week's been really good. I actually ended up... Uh, I was touring with Pat Short and he was doing the Cork Opera House. And uh, I got delayed. I had a problem with my car on the way down, and they called me, and uh, I uh, said I'll be there in an hour, and they're like the show starting in half an hour, and I was going, I'm doing my best, and they had a fella, this they had a fella waiting to take my car, so my car, I would arrive in the car, just open the door, get out, leave the engine running, and some other other fella got in my car to park it. And go straight. I think I had a, a jacket to put on and go straight on stage in the Cork Opera House. It was mm. quite exciting. It's yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I remember a few years ago doing a gig in Scotland with you, and you were going out with someone at the time, and she said, "Oh, you know the way. You're always late." And you were like, "What? 
What are you talking about? I don't think it really registered or something. You don't maybe have a good concept of time. Well, he's passing. Well, I think it's a little hard. I, 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 you've obviously acceptance now. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. But I've since then. now, but, but well, I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> since then, right. you're good work. Being late isn't a bad, too bad a thing for your character. No, like but I'm the opposite. I, I mean, it's I, not I, his I worst arrive. quality. Yeah. There's a lot of worse qualities. Peter Kay used to talk about his parents waiting for a taxi and they'd be in their gear <laughs> and yeah. in the hall with the lights out. That's me, though. I'm yeah. with my dog at the window in my coat and my bag packed and checking things, and it's two hours. And my wife always says, you know. Oh, well, I'm obsessed with He'll never there. be here on time. What are you doing getting ready now? He'll never okay, be here. Okay, but I'm changing. Well, you have changed, though. Yeah. In my school, you see, like, I, I was late quite a bit. We got the 86 bus because I didn't live near my school. And it was the Christian Brothers. And if that bus was late, the whole everyone who got that bus got slapped. And it would be every now and again, it would be. So it was certainly... Mm-hmm. I'd say there was, a, they, be, there was uh, an inside job. They told the bus drivers, come a bit late. <laughs> yeah, we, so we, we just went around slow. Yeah. It could well be, you know. Um, uh, so, yes. Yeah, so that. Was, but I hate being late. I am I very... Hate, I don't oh like being my late. God. I hate being early. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't want to come off stage early. They don't want to go... Yeah, but... Uh, but it, well, there is that thing in Ireland, you know, uh, certainly in social situations. Jesus, he arrived at 8 o'clock on the dot, which, of course, obviously, that mm. was when you were told to arrive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in yeah. Ireland, oh. that's bad manners. Yeah, no really, it used to be bad manners. Yeah, 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 to, yeah. Like, every party, you know, like every 50th birthday starts at a bit, you know, it's get there from half eight, half ten. You know, people. Yeah, but I used to go to like yeah. uh, the the rap parties and that for studio. Yeah. I remember turning up and you'd be just standing there for f- oh yeah an I hour and a half talking. Oh, I would. Well, I would sound me. You had I was probably there as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'd be there. Yeah. Like, yeah, part I mean, of our culture. And you know this thing they say in England, the Irish when they leave a party, they just leave without saying goodbye. You know that the Irish. Goodbye. Oh yeah. yeah, I do that. Just slip out. Yeah, I do. That. You can't <laughs> say goodbye. He can't no, say goodbye. I can't say goodbye. Right, right, right. Yeah, on the phone, it's a terrible embarrassment here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Laura laughs at me about that. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah, yeah, saying goodbye um, to everyone. Yeah, 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 good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I have uh, to say this, though. One thing I love about the Me Too movement is that the hugs have stopped. Now. Yes. And the shaking yes, hands. I'm delighted. Thanks, bye now. And you can just do that instead yeah, of. Yeah, I don't the have The kissing, especially, is fucking gone. In the late 90s, I had to, yeah. suddenly I had to kiss, and then suddenly there'd be people going, both cheeks, gone. We had, yeah, we had yeah. two ABBA bands. In I think we're all a bit on this. Spectrum, no. Oh yeah, I think I so. Well, I've certainly, like I've certainly been told. I am anyway. That's to yeah. I told you. Yeah, you told me. You diagnosed me first. Uh, I mean, yeah, ADHD, and I'd say well, as I didn't well. Say that. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, no. I, I think I think it's a toss up, really, or perhaps so that my behaviour will be particularly annoying to you. Then. Uh, well, uh, I mean, the, not being on time. Oh yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably is the fussiness of well, that's in time and Aspie-ish, overthinking everything. Yeah. the fringes of the Aspie mm. spectrum, but yeah. uh, maybe a bit. I am quite in yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah I would uh, be. Yeah. yeah, you're probably the least us. Birds. Oh yeah, yeah. you're very social. Joe's yeah, very definitely. social. Yeah. Very oh, social. Oh, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All three of you are no, very social. No, no, no. no. It's up your point. Really and then suddenly you put me in another situation. I sweat. I yeah. can't speak. I'm fucked. But I really, yeah. honestly, so. Same here. I hate this now. I can't. Oh no, I like. I like this because I know you. Well, we're not making eye contact. We're separate. Because when I met you first. I was really shy and introverted and I used to hang out with you because you were 
popular and, and outgoing. He is popular. That's yeah. why I hung out with you. You were really good. We were at a party a few years ago for Deadpan Productions, <laughs> yeah. and we were stuck in the corner like two kids. We needed a special needs assistant to bring us around because <laughs> we were like this, yeah, and yeah. you were so affable. You were so like yeah, well, but I, I always, always need a social lubricant to do that. Like I've always need to drink right. it to oh, be able to do it. Yeah, we all do, and and then you can. Yeah. Well, I am told by people, you know, I think God, it's because you just think too much otherwise. You know, it's you God, he's odd, Paul, you're mm-hmm. odd, you know, you're odd. Uh, you know, like various pe- you know, people would say that, you know, so like, I, I don't know. What's normal though? Everyone's a bit odd, aren't they? I mean, anyone who's. Um, who's no, I presume people the people who tell me are not. Are, <laughs> you know? Odd people are more interesting, yeah, you're right. Some of these people who are fine are, are, are very boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's kind but of I tell you, I used to find that's why I, uh, I used to find the Edinburgh Festival hard going because of that kind of having to socialise. The networking oh, though, oh, and the, yeah, there was all of that. Joe, I would have thought you'd be. No, I'd end up. I was in the corner talking to the uh, Peter Keatons. Yeah, yeah, boys. exactly. Yeah. but they, they'd be. I mean, certain comedians uh, would be very astute at just getting right into the right people. Mm. They'd see a producer from somewhere and go right in like an exit set and mm. straight over. And mm. uh, you know, but there were certain people could move and 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 mm. shake like that, but we, I certainly couldn't, mm. never did. I think yeah. your personality changes though as well. From if you're on your own in a place and you're just trying to whatever maneuver around the place, but if you're with someone that you know, then you present a kind of a double thing to that to, the, mm. to everyone else, and you're much more cocky and confident. Like mm. I know we were when we used to go around. Mm. Like we would just be chatting up loads of girls or just chatting to blokes and in a much more cocky way than if you were on your own. Mm. So Colette, my wife, has a memory of the two of you in a restaurant, in a cafe. And I think she was, uh, she said you were swapping uh, condoms for uh, like... Uh, for for the sauces, <laughs> she said. Oh, we're getting condoms, condoms in and, and putting in set, uh, like uh, mustards uh, and, and whatever. And, uh, probably, yeah, and she thought, what a pair of markers. She remembers that. And we were always doing practical jokes as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 everything was for a laugh. Like, yeah. I remember, mind you, I thought I thought the start of your comedy career. I remember, you know, I booked Guernica because I used to do Ents in NCAD, and then we oh, ran yeah. we ran a night in this place. Majesties, which was owned by some very heavy criminals <laughs> who ripped us off, me and this other guy. But you, you, I do remember like Guernica were like kind of new ordinary Joy Division y kind of band, but like I could see you were sort of moving away from that angsty kind of early ages. Because I remember, okay, this next song is such and such, and it's, um, it's very intense. <laughs> because I knew when I said it, God, this is intense. But it, like, it was funny that. Yeah, you were so. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you, you were kind of taking the piss, <laughs> really. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't imagine uh, Ian Curtis was doing that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. Yeah. Talking of early days, I did a play there recently, uh, with the, the it was an American like set in New York, but the guy uh, that played the Irish old drunk in it was Brian Quinn. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no Brian. But yeah. He was saying, I remember used to in 1987. Singing a song, he was in Stephen's Green when we were singing that song about the Eurovision. Oh, right. I don't know what that was for, probably Nighthawks or something, but it was 1987. No, it was, a song, it was a song for a documentary called And Finally France about oh, okay. the Eurovision, the year that uh, was Finton was in, was it? Uh, Johnny Logan won, was it that year? 
Was it 1988? 88. Because the Eurovision was in Ireland. Because the song started, it was the end of April 1988 or something. Ah, right, yeah. So maybe it was 80. It was an amazing, actually, documentary uh, because it got this. um, Someone was definitely going to win and and they were about to go like this and France had the last vote. Okay. For some reason they gave zero points to the yes. them and the 12. Brits were gonna win and they didn't win because of that, I think. And finally France, that's what and I think. It's literally got these people going and then they're about yeah. to get up and cheer and then the shock. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, it was that great uh, cameraman. He directed Kieran Scully, but he's an amazing cameraman. Oh Kieran. Ke- Kieran, isn't it? He, yeah, I think so. He's a brilliant handheld camera. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just, yeah. But this, yeah. Anyway, what's the so story? Brian was saying he was 15 at the time. Wow. Um, so it just shows how old we are. It does indeed, like, yeah. Like, like, great. We were at the same time. Well, well, we were. I remember doing a gig in NCAD with uh, the Quack Squad. Um, oh yeah, it I was think. Kind of yeah, we did a thing yeah. with yeah. an art did a critic and an artist yeah. interview thing. Yeah, I, we yeah, did that I gig think with that's the, the trio. Thing I was trying to remember. Yeah. That's the mm. sketch. The art mm. yeah. It was a very, it was a very art schooly thing. There was one guy reading poetry and another guy painting to the poem. <laughs> the thing, yeah. Around. But yeah, no, that's where I first came across the Quack Squad. Mm. I obviously would have known you from um, the Guernica, but. Yeah. yeah, and around that time you were doing Joshua Tree with Dar- Yeah, we did the Joshua Trio at that gig, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. As I recall. Very old. That would have been 87, 88 or something like that, I think, yeah. Jesus. I'm not mm. sure. Uh, the other thing you don't have an awareness of, I noticed, it's just the <coughs> one little thing, is that, you know, time is difficult. You don't have an awareness of time. But you remember you used to do uh, the river dance thing? You yeah, never no, knew when your yeah, balls yeah. or your Mickey was hanging out. Do you remember that? It happened at a few. It happened at the corporates particularly. But I remember Colette coming to see us in, in the laughter lounge, and you're just your ball was hanging out the whole time, and everyone was laughing. And obviously we thought we're laughing at us, but it was your ball was hanging out. But remember we did a corporate for all no, of these insurance know. companies in Ireland, mm. like, and they were disgusted apparently by that. Oh, oh, I've got to go. What okay. do you? Yeah, it's just a mention of balls. With squeamish. I didn't wear a condom, so I've got kids to go. Yeah, I didn't know about that. I only knew about that at one gig in the, in Wheelands where it was going really well. And Sandra, my ex, was there, and she told me. Willie was hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't. You weren't aware. That was the thing. Like I would be aware if it happened to me, because I'd feel chill or something. If it was me, it'd be deliberate. Uh, from when I was, when oh, I was yeah, in the yeah. charts and the like. I did do a gig. Uh, in your arse. I did a naked. I did a gig completely naked with the trio. All right. <laughs> It was the piss take. Do you remember that cover that everyone was outraged by by Blue in Heaven, and uh, oh, yeah. and I was saying, well, you know, and I actually did it naked, and um, but uh, I was saying, yeah, but they didn't go for the full hog. They darkened the bit down at the bottom, so I got a black marker and coloured in. <laughs> it was a piss take of that cover. <laughs> so yeah, no, God, I always wanted to be able to say that I had done a gig naked. Um, yeah. yeah. But Strange thing though with the four of us and Paul is gone now. Yeah. And I don't know if it's interesting to people. But we all worked together separately. All, all of us have done projects yeah. together separately. Like I've worked with Paul on a few projects. Mm. Uh, you know, just us without the two of you. I've mm. worked with Paul on we did sketches for radio, they were on the Cahill Murray show. I've done mm. quite a bit with Paul mm. over the years. 
separate yeah. to this and he was in the Savage Eye you know which maybe mm. you were and all that and I yeah. did Stew and we Stew and him together yeah, just, yeah mm. it's, it's mad that like we all same gene pool like, and no um, alpha male among us no to really alpha drive male we just manipulate each other yeah yeah <laughs> passive aggressive types yeah yeah, yeah. Or all, beta males or, yeah maybe we're all competing to be the beta male in the, the situation yeah you know um, yeah, it would if take. You're, if you're beating me, I kind of try and go under you. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, passive aggressive. I think mm. we maybe should should we wrap this up? Or but Paul's wife just came to the know. door. Yeah, I don't imagine it's for anything particularly. Probably just one. I don't know what. Yeah. It changes though when Paul goes, isn't it? It's changed the it's dynamic. Shit, it's kind of odd now. I see the coffee over there as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's call it because there's some pastries But there. listen, it's brilliant to have a chat. So yeah. we're, uh, mm. we'll um, have a chat in, in another 10 years or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was awkward for me because he I'm had just done a big BBC show. He's writing the Father Ted musical and you didn't come to me to ask mm. me what I'm doing. No, no. I'm doing shows with you, Joe. Well, that's right. We're touring around the country. Yeah. You're doing, mm. you're doing great. Doing great. Yeah. yeah. When you're making money, that's the main. So once you're making a few bob, you don't care. The money, you have a few <laughs> so in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I really loved uh, having that chat and there's so much I, I've forgotten about I've forgotten about as you can tell <laughs> I don't I don't uh, tend to dwell on the I don't well I just don't remember the stuff I'd done so that was mad like but uh, I really liked the chat so I think what I want to do is once a month uh, meet up with the lads and chat about just different things in general so that's what I plan to do. But I've got some good ones coming up. I mean, I've actually recorded one uh, in Hong Kong with John Moorhead, who has been booking acts for, I don't know how long, maybe 20, 25 years over in Hong Kong, uh, China, and the general Middle East. He's got some interesting stories. Um, I've set up, and yes, I'm going to chat to Sue Collins, who was one third of the Nulas and uh, but is currently out doing uh, gigging at the minute with um, another girl I can't remember what they're called but anyway that'll be a thing and then I've also set up a chat with Vulpines the uh, girl uh, duo uh, music group uh, guitar and drums and that's going to be coming up so that's three right uh, yeah so that's going to be cool. And if you're listening and you want to know, I'm sure with bated breath, uh, what gigs I have coming up. Well, I'm in Whelan's with Patrick McDonald on the 18th of April and in uh, The Goat. I think it's just called The Goat in Goatstown on the 19th of um, April on a Friday night. And... Uh, then on the, um, oh, what am I doing on the 25th? Uh, I'm down in the Blasket in Tralee with Bernard Casey. And I'm 26th, I'm in the Errigal in Belfast with uh, Paddy MacDonald. Uh, not to be confused with Patrick MacDonald. On the 27th, I'm in the Lime Killing in Julianstown with uh, Colin MacDonald. Yeah, another MacDonald. It's just gig with McDonald's all the time. And... Uh, 
And then myself and Patrick are doing the further TED show in the Laughter Lounge on the 2nd, 3rd and 4th of May. And we're in uh, Wexford in the, during the, for the Jester's Comedy Festival on the 5th of May. Uh, yay. And I'm down in Ballydehob as well on the 11th of May. Look, there's loads of fecking gigs coming up. And uh, they're all, I'll put them all up on my uh, website, www.joerunicomedian.com. We're in the uh, um, theatre in Moat on the 24th of May, Seven Patrick. Anyway, that's it. So, uh, yeah, thank you for uh, listening and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Goodbye. See ya. No matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in-store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. You can save an extra $10 when you spend 40 or more on a great selection of participating items. Just look for the signs and save at Baker's. 